How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Ingles crosses over, drives, hangs in the air, flares back to Hayward, rotates the corner to Hill. Hill drives, four on the clock, to Johnson with three, contested three in the corner, he got it! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 17th of January. Because we believe we can. We'll break down the clutch play and the last three wins of the Jazz, plus a little deeper into clutch play. Then we'll take a look at rotations and where those are coming from and then walk around the NBA as possibly a huge injury last night in the Western Conference. That's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Glad to have you aboard. This is all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which, as you may know, we created and you guys built with your passion and your belief in what we're doing. And there's, uh, if you're a Falcons or a Packers fan or a Patriots fan, or Steelers fan. There's great shows out there for you as you get ready for the uh, NFL playoffs as well. Locked on NBA will post a Western Conference uh, midseason report today, so make sure you uh, stay tuned uh, for that. Thanks very much for tuning in. You can subscribe on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher is and join in today's program. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Yes, a new sponsor, and so glad to have the Murdoch family, high-quality Utah family. It's been around for a long time on board with us. Murdoch Hyundai, uh, and I and I get to drive a brand-new Santa Fe for this deal. So this is a really good deal for me, um, and I've been amazed by how awesome the car is. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, coming up, as well as brought to you by uh, my friends over at My Simply Smarter, Laird and the guys at My Simply Smarter at NACD. Uh, Dot org, great Utah company helping uh, people with their building their brains, which is totally awesome. All right, so that's the setup of the show. Let's get right to our pins across the world. This comes from Christine Goodwin. Please put a pin in Sandy, Utah. My earliest basketball memories are watching Ron Boone and the Utah Stars win ABA championship on Grandpa's TV. A few years later, I worked in the lease department at Larry H. Miller Toyota building and was at my desk when a very young Carl Malone came in to sign paperwork for his new shiny black truck. He seemed like a bit of a kid in a candy store and was very nice. Sometimes the employee tickets, a few rows behind the jazz bench, would trickle down to me, and that was a blast. I rarely missed a game back then, even when they were radio only. One that stands out was hearing Hot Rod call the comeback from seven down in the 24 seconds, ending with a steal by Green to Griffith to a three-pointer to win. Christine, great memory. Love it. Hilariously, my boss was uh, out on that 
game. It was several minutes left. We had season tickets uh, the first two years at the Delta Center, and I was there uh, for the triple overtime win. Uh, Stockton has always been my favorite. I remember the shot in Houston like it was yesterday. I always thought Hot Rod was the greatest and was very sad when he retired. I would agree with everything you just said. I'll admit I didn't like you much for a while. Oh, Christine. But we've grown. But you've grown on me. Oh, good. I'm like a fungus. I've grown on you. Now I love your passion for the game and the jazz. I enjoy postcast and locked on jazz while I work. I smile at how insane you get when the team does something amazing and your on-air craziness makes me laugh out loud at least once every game. That's awesome. That's the nicest thing you've said. That makes me happy. That's the goal. Uh, for a long time, I was frustrated because my radio wouldn't pick up the station, but happily I figured out how to listen on the jazz app while watching a 52-inch flat-screen TV. We wanted a jazz game a few years back. I love this year's team and how much... Uh, Hayward and Gobert have improved. I'm anxious and excited to see uh, what we can do when we're healthy. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's healthy? Uh, keep up the great work and happy holidays. Thanks, Christine. Uh, very interesting, funny interplay right before the media session yesterday when Tony Parks, uh, Tony Parks, Tony Jones of the Salt Lake Tribune says to Quinn Snyder, so you're healthy now. And Quinn's like, I'm, loose. I'm missing my starting shooting guard. What are you talking about? So that was kind of... Uh, I was kind of hysterical uh, that we've just we've defined health as like, yeah, you're only out one starter and your entire bench is um, is is actually healthy. So therefore, it becomes all right. It was just kind of a very funny um, interplay along the way. All right. Let's get to uh, I want to just kind of walk through. You know, you talk about uh, the evolution of this team and and really. Right now, every way in which this team was built was happening. So I don't love the clutch stat. I think there's some huge flaws in it. But it's all we've got. And in 14-15, we were 17-24 in games that were within five with five minutes left. Now, a huge part of this is if you're down four, your chances of winning are, are very few uh, or very little. Last year, we were 14-28. and 28. So in the last two years, we were 31-52 and 52 in games that were within five with five minutes left. Again, the stat's flawed. I mean, it's even flawed the other way because earlier this year we had huge leads and then um, we had huge leads and then as the game got closer, then, you know, down it went from like 11 down to uh, four in the final five minutes and we get credit for a clutch win. So I, I want to make sure that we're clear that that's that I don't think that this is the greatest stat of all time. However, with that said, we're 15 and nine this year in clutch situations. I mean, we're the seventh best team in the league. The Cavaliers are 14 and two. The Warriors have only played 12. They're nine and three. San Antonio's 14 and seven. Houston's 14 and seven. Boston's 19 and 10. Memphis is 17 and 10, and we're 15 and nine. It's just you know, and then if you actually start kind of digging into it and looking at it a little bit more, it gets better and better. If you, if you, What's incredible right now about what we're doing is how good we are on the road. So if you just look at road clutch games, which should be harder than otherwise, we're 9-4 and four in clutch games. Cleveland 6-1, and one, Golden State's 5-1, and one, San Antonio's 10-4. and four. We're 9-4 and four in clutch games on the road. That's some pretty rarefied air. Um, overall, our offensive rating in clutch games is now the sixth best in the league. I'll walk through how good it's been uh, recently. Our defensive rating is the sixth best in the game. 
So just, again, I don't love these numbers. I think they're pretty flawed, but let's just, you know, dig in for a second. Our offensive rating on the road is the second best. Our defensive rating on the road is the 15th best. It's not as as dominating. Uh, and, and, and if we dig in, I can go game by game clutch rating, which is small sample sizes, but it still tells you a little bit. Uh, against Phoenix last night, we played five complete minutes of clutch minutes. Our offense was five of seven from the field, one of three from three, five of five from the free throw line. We had three assists. We had one turnover. We scored 16 points in that span. Our offensive rating was a 157. Uh, the Orlando game, we played four minutes of clutch time. We were three of five from the field, two of three from three, five of six from the free throw line, five rebound, uh, three assists, two turnovers, scored 13 points, outscored our opponent by eight points in that span. Excuse me. The Detroit game did not go clutch, nor did Cleveland. In Minnesota, we played five minutes of, is that right? Uh, we played two minutes of clutch time. We were two of three, hit a three, scored seven points, and ran away from it. Uh, the last time we played extended clutch minutes and struggled at all was against Toronto. In Toronto, we couldn't get a stop. Uh, prior to that, Phoenix, we played five minutes of clutch time. We were three of seven, uh, shooting and two of two from the free throw line, and then the Lakers, five minutes, we were four. So we've really been fabulous offensively late in games, which has not always been the case. Defensively last year was a bigger issue. Toronto's really been the last time we blew a a game uh, on the defensive end uh, in that fashion. So uh, just a huge level of improvement. There, I think there's one – there's a few things of it. Uh, one I just think is we actually believe uh, that we, we can I think that's a huge part of what you're seeing right now is that we believe we can. If that, I know that might seem like, are you really serious that that's, yeah, actually, I kind of think that that is a huge part of, uh, of what we see and that you, um, if you just believe you're going to win games, I think you often do. And, uh, and as much as that kind of takes away all, there's just a confidence to what we're doing. And just kind of here, walk, let's walk through, if we may, um, the last two and, or the last three. Give me one second. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull them up. Uh, and it just, it really, it bestows what I'm talking about, that there's a calmness and a collectiveness. And, you know, last night it was the veterans of Joe Johnson and Boris Dio have just been there so many times they understood how to handle it. We get to the five-minute mark last night, and it's tied at 92 when George Hill hits a floater. We haven't gotten stops all night. We finally get Chris to, to miss a dunk because Rudy's incredible. Bledsoe hits two free throws. We're still down. Dio calmly goes in the paint, hits a little hook shot. We get him. We force them into a miss. Hayward rebounds. Hayward gets a layup. Now we're up two. Uh, they make some substitution. Bledsoe hits a three. We're down one. Calmness as George Hill hits Gobert on a bullet. Rudy makes a great catch, flips it up and in. We're now back up two. We get Tucker to miss a layup because Rudy gets a block shot because Rudy's insane. And then Hayward misses a three. There's no panic. They tie it again at 99. Hill misses a three. It just wasn't on last night. And uh, Bledsoe misses a floater. 
Gobert rebounds it. Hayward gets ripped. We're down two. This is completely falling apart. Like, everything here has gone in a way where we could have freaked out. Instead, Joe Johnson hits a miraculous corner three. The ball goes in. It's a make-or-miss league. Booker misses. We come back. Hayward hits two free throws, and, and we're on our way. It's just there's nothing dramatic, really, about it. It's just kind of this, moreover, how many times something in there doesn't go the way it's supposed to, and yet you're because we have seemingly a little bit more of a veteran presence than we've had before. We kind of calmly uh, collect ourselves and handle it. Let's look at the the Orlando win, which turned you know your final look at it. it's a one fourteen uh, one oh seven win, but we go to the five minute mark and we're tied at ninety seven. And Lyles misses a three, Burks gets a rebound, he misses, and uh, Aaron Gordon hits a three point jump shot, and you're down by two three, and you're like what? And then A.B. makes a poor play, throws one away, and it's time to get the guys back in. So Favors comes in for Lyles, and Hood comes in for Burks, and Peyton makes lap. We're down five with 3.54 left, and Favors turns it over. Like, this is like it's over. This is the panic time. Vukovic, Jazz play great defense. Vukovic, with no time left on the shot clock, turns it over. Hayward gets fouled, busts both free throws. By the way, I think Gordon is 21 of 22 in the final five minutes of a close game this year from the free throw line. Uh, Hayward makes got fouled in the three free throws, as he got earned the other night with Chris. That's two games in a row. Uh, Vukovic commits an offensive foul turnover. Now Favors gets the pass from Hayward for the dunk, and we're tied at 102. Plus the free throw, we're now ahead. Vukovic misses a three. Rodney buries it. We're up four. It's over. We're, like, rolling. Now it's – now now – Suddenly Orlando looks like Phoenix did. They're stressing out. They're the team that that doesn't know how to close close games and has that youth and doesn't have the that veteran presence and doesn't have that track record of winning and doesn't believe they're gonna win. That that's just so much of what this game is and uh and how it plays differently every uh night along the way. Uh the Detroit game we just you know, we crushed them. Uh that game was that was, the game was never particularly close, and Cleveland, we never let them get close. But that's to me uh, what's jumping out uh, with what I'm seeing with the Jazz. Uh, we are welcoming a new sponsor today, and it's, I'm excited about it. It's the Murdoch family, and it's specifically the Hyundai, uh, the three Hyundai locations of. Uh, the Murdoch family. There's the Hyundai of Murray, there's a Hyundai of Linden, and there's a Hyundai in Logan. And I am driving the Santa Fe Sport, and I am blown away. They told me beforehand, like, really, you know what, this is no different than the kind of <clears throat> Lexus SUV. It's just $25,000 cheaper or something with every – I made that number up, but it's close uh, – with all sorts of gadgets and things and that, the other, that the other car doesn't have. And it couldn't be more true. It's just a terrific car. You know, I'll be honest about this. When I hear about Hyundai, it's not a brand that moves my meter. I'm not, I hope that doesn't make me sound like the biggest snob in the world. But when I first, they first presented it to me and they said to me, I was like, all right, well, you know, let me. Well, then they kind of started telling me a little bit about it and the various models, the Tucson, I'm driving the Santa Fe Sport. And now I'm blown away by the level of details, whether it's just a full roof sunroof that is 
awesome, whether it's the really cool heated steering wheel. When we get our get our car last night at 1 o'clock in the morning and uh, they had left the window open, and so I had my heated steering wheel, whether it's the heated or cooling seats, the cooling I, I'm not a huge fan of. It makes it a little weird, but it's a nice feature. Uh, whether it's the amazing cruise control that slows down if there's a car in front of me automatically, you set the cruise control to two different things. One is the, the speed, and the other is the amount of car lengths you want to be away from you. So I set it at, well, I said it's 65, of course, 73, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm coming into the game the other night, and I'm down to 55 just automatically. It is really cool. So, you know what? Here's what I would suggest. Get over that little thing when you hear Hyundai, and if you're in the market for a car, go at least look at the Hyundai, compare it to the shop. Uh, I know Rob, I heard Robbie Bosco did this and was like, wait a sec, this is a no-brainer. Uh, that's what they were telling me. And then I would strongly suggest Murdoch. It's a family. They make sure that you have no regrets in your purchasing. They're going to give you the extra, all the little details, you know, car washes, service that's open extra hours, all the things to try to show you uh, that you really matter. So check it out at Murdoch Hyundai, uh, 4646 South State Street in Murray. There's also a Mur- uh, Murdoch Hyundai in Linden and in Logan. Tell me, tell me what you think. Do a little comparison shopping, and I, I will tell you that Santa Fe Sport is just uh, completely awesome right now. All right, so rotations are, I think, going to be uh, – Rodney's out. Uh, great news is it's a bone bruise. Quinn said in the coaches' show he's hoping it's going to be two weeks. Uh, so hopefully that will uh, – that's not so bad. I mean, if, if he's right on that, uh, January 17th means – that we see him um, possibly for Milwaukee and Charlotte and then that road trip. And so, you know, you might get him by February, uh, which is far better than I anticipated. I, you know, I thought we'd get down to ha- being, you know, February 10th or 11th and suddenly be like, well, just wait till after the All-Star break. That was kind of my guess. Who knows if what it's going to be. But let's hope that some of that's true and that maybe – that Rod can work his way back. In the meantime, I think what we saw last night is really what's going to happen rotation-wise. The the amazing thing about the depth of this team is the options that Quinn has, and then there's a real kind of Steve Currian value of having this team be, uh, you know, having this team be, uh, you know, next man up, or you know, they the whole. Warrior slogan was power by numbers or whatever it was. And I think there's a real, real value to some of that. Uh, what you saw last night is the first wave of, wave of substitutions was Dante Exum, Alec Burks, and Trey Lyles. And frankly, all three of them were really poor. Um, on the first play, Trey Bur- or Trey Lyles didn't pick up Dragon Bender in transition and gave up a transition three, dropped too deep on his pickup point. Um, you know, Quinn would say that's youth or just not being as engaged as you need to be. Dante just struggled uh, miserably trying to guard, and so the next wave and AB <clears throat> is going to have these up and down ga- games. And so the next wave of substitution suddenly was more Joe Johnson, more Boris Diaw, and and how will Neto got time. Uh, Shelvin, really interestingly, uh, has gone from starting point guard to backup, having three bad games to backup to suddenly not being in the rotation. Now, the guards we've been playing match to Neto. In other words, Tyler Eulis last night was smaller and you know not able to overpower Neto in his size. Uh, talking to Howell a little bit, he thought the D-League experience was good for him. It gave him a little bit of confidence. Um, he's just a wonderful Wonderful young kid. Uh, and he played pretty darn well last night. 
uh, and the Jazz were plus three when he was on the floor, and and he got those minutes. I, I you know, I don't know. Does he twice in a row this has happened? Does he suddenly come in? I'm not sure. A B, I think, will continually get run, and you just kind of hope that each and every game A B uh, gets a little bit better with his health and is able to. Uh, play, but there's going to be nights where AB's good and where AB's not, and that's where then Joe Johnson, who did not have a distinguishable first stint, then comes back and has 10 fourth quarter points, finishes with 15 points and four rebounds, and, and frankly, we're, we're being really tough on Joe this year as an organization. He knew this coming in from everything I know, but I think it's been much harder for him than he anticipated. Playing limited minutes is is really hard, and particularly when a guy, he played 30 or more almost every game last year. Like, Joe Johnson has played two times more games this year of less than 30 minutes than I think he has in any season of his NBA career already. Like, that's that's awfully hard to learn how to do this, and he's also used to, used to having the ball in his hands. I mean, Joe Johnson has played... 37 games this year of less than 30 minutes. I I don't think he's done that. I, I can't, I'm not going to bore everybody by doing this research. Maybe I'll do it. I don't think he's done that in four years combined. Uh, last year, he only played 18 games all year of under 30 minutes. And, and some of them were in Miami. But in the playoffs last year, Joe Johnson played over 30 minutes in every single game game of the two playoff series, right? I mean, if he didn't play 30, it was because they blew somebody out and he and he got time off. So to suddenly have Joe Johnson have to play in, in this fashion is a really difficult concept for him. So I mean, there is a value to having him play an extended run of minutes. In the previous year in Brooklyn, he played 17 games the entire year where he played under 30 played 11 of 40 or more and he's in great shape sure he's got to slow down a tiny bit and defensively at times it seems like it's it's an issue uh when he gets switched out on the guys that's a tough sign up uh but they nights like last night they're gonna need him that's what was so terrific about what he did last night and boris diaz six assists last night i mean joe johnson and boris diaz win that game last night off the bench the two of them combined for 27.7 rebounds and seven assists Three of six and three, all three by Joe. But let's give Boris that credit. Uh, 11 of 19 from the field. Really, that's huge. That That's 11 of, 20, yeah, 11 of 19 on the bench. That's, that's what this team has to have. Joe Ingles, 33 minutes last night. Incredible effort filling in for Rodney Hood and guarding. I don't know if I'm concerned that Joe's not a 30-minute-a-night guy. There's certain guys who just is not who are not quite 30-minute-a-night guys. And so uh, that concerns me a tiny bit on whether or not uh, this is sustainable. That's why I hope the hood injury is not uh, too long a period of time. But that's what we're going to see in the rotation. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by My Simply Smarter. Laird is such a good guy, and his group up at NACD, the National uh Association of Child Development have done great work. Um, NACD is a really interesting company uh, that you should uh, take some time and, and find out. I mean, it's just one of those great. You started in 1979. They've done 37 years of understanding how brains work, how to improve the brain of every child or individual. 
Uh, the National Association of Child Development is an international company, uh, and they have a huge jazz supporters. And, and I've got to know Laird. He's a, he's a super guy. Uh, they do some really interesting things. They sell family packs uh, or individual packs for MySimplySmarter.com. MySimplySmarter is an online program that can be done for 10 to 20 minutes a session, three sessions a week that increases processing, improves your brain activity, and uh, works for typical kids who you want to have achieve a little bit more, student athletes or kids with some learning challenges and you can buy packages for a family. With the promo code LOCKED, you get 20% off for life. That's a fabulous deal uh, for you. So check it out at MySimplySmarter.com. If you'd like more information and you want that direct contact because you're part of the Locked On Jazz family, then you can just kind of reach out to Laird um, directly. And uh, Laird will help you out. His email address is Laird, L-A-I-R-D at N-A-C-D dot org. That's MySimplySmarter.com and NACD, the National Association for Child Development. Uh, 37 years of understanding how the brain works and here to help you out. So today's a big day in the West because Chris Paul got his thumb caught in a jersey last night and left the game quite frustrated and we'll find out uh, what that injury is, but uh, if Chris Paul is out, that's a big, big blow to the L.A. Clippers. Uh, he is the number one real plus-minus player in the NBA right now. Uh, Kyle Lowry is two. Jimmy Butler is three. LeBron James is four. Russell Westbrook is five. But no team uh, in the league right now is more dependent upon the play of an individual than the Clippers are with Chris Paul. And so it should be really interesting uh, I mean, I'm not rooting for it, but it, you know, we've all don't misunderstand this. We just these this has got a chance. I mean, the way I talked to people who were in L.A. yesterday, he he gets a cot in the jersey, he immediately leaves uh, the floor, kicks the table, they X-ray it. That's uh, no break, and they have an MRI today. This is a Clipper team that's playing great. You know, they're doing it again. They they and to their credit, they got a soft schedule and they won. That's exactly what you're um, what you're supposed to do. They do not have a soft schedule coming up. January, they leave on a road trip on January 20th. Uh, they come back and play on a back end of a back-to-back against the Warriors, and they leave again and do not return home until February 14th. So they play a brutal stretch of 10 of their next, after their game against Minnesota on the 19th, they play 10 of their next 11 on the road. So that's a brutal stretch if Chris Paul is hurt. That's why it's even a bigger deal. And where do you notice that injury more? You notice it on the road, not at home. Uh, Oklahoma City, by the way, we've talked about this. They're, they're in this. They got beat last night. Steven Adams is out uh, with a concussion. We'll see how long until he's back. Listen to their upcoming stretch of games. This is, the, And they've done a nice job so far because they're actually in the midst of this. This Actually, if you back this up to January 2nd, their January schedule Oklahoma City is brutal. At Milwaukee, very losable. At Charlotte, very losable. At Houston, very losable. They lost all three. Home against Denver, but on a back end of a road trip with a trip the next day. So that was not easy. To their credit, they got it. At Chicago, they got it. Home against Memphis, they got it. That's huge. At Oklahoma City, not Billy Donovan's club, not pulled that off. It could have gotten ugly. They go to Minnesota, lose. Go to Sack, win. Go to the Clippers and lose. So... They're, they're not rocked here, but this schedule, by the way, it even backs up. They had Memphis and the Clippers before. I mean, this is just a brutal stretch, and they're 5-5 five and five in that last 10, But it, and I think that's great. But now they go at Warriors, losable, at Jazz, losable, at Pelicans, losable, partially because it's coming off a trip to Utah, 
home for one game on a back end of a back-to-back versus Dallas, at Cleveland, at San Antonio. I mean, they've got five straight games that are losable here. Home against Chicago, home against Memphis, home against Portland. If they get rocked and lose some confidence in here, this gets bad. At Indy, home against Cleveland, home against the Warriors, back-to-back games. At Washington for a single and then home against the Knicks before the break. So tough stretch for OKC. Really tough stretch uh, for OKC coming up here in the West. This this is just an interesting scheduling time uh, for everybody. And ours is easy, and we've got to be able to take advantage without Rodney. We cannot afford uh, to slip. Memphis's is fairly nondescript. They have a six-game road trip coming up. Portland, Utah, Phoenix, Denver, Oklahoma City, Minnesota. That's a brutal six-game trip uh, that they're on uh, in the middle of it. So we'll see. That's where we kind of stand. We'll keep an eye on that. This is Locked on Jazz, brought to you by Hyundai of Murdoch Hyundai of Linden, Logan, and Murray. Check it out. if, If you're in the market for a car, just do the comp. Just look at the details. Just make sure you know the facts. Because I think if you do the research, you'll drive off and be like, I got a steal. Uh, also, by MySimplySmarter.com and NACD.org. That is Locked On Jazz, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.